to Minding My Business. This is a platform created for women who are wanting to elevate their business, their mindset, and their life. If you want to catch these episodes live, tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Instagram at Tanya C. Oliver, where each week I'll be interviewing a powerhouse guest. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Minding My Business with myself and Daniela. Um, unfortunately, it's just going to, well, fortunately, we're here. It's going to be me and then our special guest today. Um, but Daniela is not going to be here, but her spirit is with us. So we have our guests right now, but welcome to Minding My Business, where this is a platform every Tuesday, myself and Daniela, except for today, <laughs> we're taking over, brings on a special powerhouse guest, teaching you how to elevate your mindset, your business, and overall your life. And our guest just is going to drop some amazing diamonds. Can't wait to have her on. I'm going to add you right now. And if you guys have any questions, just put them in the chat box because we do want to make this very interactive as well. Just invited you, Jackie. So, hello. Good morning. How are you? Well, good afternoon in Florida. Yes, afternoon in Florida. Yes, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for coming on. I know we've been chatting back and forth for a while. We scheduled this like months ago or a month ago or something like that. And I'm just so excited. I was listening back to our conversations back and forth on possibilities of what we would be talking about. And I'm just so excited to hear what uh, some diamonds that you're about to drop on our guests today. So if you would just briefly introduce yourself to everybody who's meeting you for the first time. This is Minding My Business. Um, This is what I have about you so far is just that you're a serial entrepreneur doing amazing things in the world. You're an investor, you're an author, you're a wife and a mama bear doing uh, pretty powerful things, all while making sure that you're looking, feeling and showing up on your day to day as your best self. If you want to add anything to that, that's all I got. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, Tanya, again, thank you for having me here today. I'm so thank happy you. to be here and be part of the Minding My Business team. This is something that is so good for all entrepreneurs and all women and men out there to really understand the importance of mindset when we're taking on any goal moving forward. So, a little bit about me I started my first company uh, when I was 20 years old. And I was going to college at the time, and I created my first business plan on a napkin. I went to my mom and I said, Mom, I have this idea. I'm going to college. I need to earn some extra money because I want to get my master's degree. And so um, I ended up going into an industry that I had absolutely zero knowledge about, which can seem really tricky at first, but I just knew exactly where I wanted to go, and I mapped out what I did know about it and then I took off from there. So that started my first company and then I went into the tech space with Mm. uh, an application and my husband and I created an app for the trucking company that we had previously started together. From there, we went off into writing a a book and then you know, having our two little precious babies with us. And so with all of that being said though, there's definitely a lot of stress. There's a lot of mindset that goes on Uh, with starting new ventures, especially, like I said, when you don't have any knowledge about the industry. And Mm -hmm. so I really wanted to talk a little bit today about how to manage that stress and how to manage new topics that come up that sometimes we just don't know how to segue or how to handle the situation. Yeah, I love that. And, And this really was created when we originally spoke, like, yes, of course, men are completely welcome here. But the reason why Daniela and, you know, she, she gives her condolences, she couldn't make it today. She has an emergency she had to take care of, um, but a platform for women and to celebrate each other and to not only that, like one thing that we talk about is everything in your life is merely just an extension of you. And so I think what a lot of people, what we've created the platform for is for people to really understand like your mindset and how you mentioned about pivoting, how you pivot but to make sure that you take care of yourself before making decisions because you don't want to be in a negative state of energy when you're trying to tackle certain situations that you have to face, especially because you've got all these things, all these responsibilities that you're, that you're, you know, that's on your shoulders. So how do you operate at high levels when life is chaotic? 
So first and foremost, you absolutely, Tanya, you have to go back and spend years understanding and, and really educating yourself about mindset. I started that journey when I was 19 and 20 years old, and I decided to invest in myself first. Even though I had gone into launching this business, I really spent a good amount of my time learning about the mind, learning how to operate and how to deal with these types of situations. So I always say start with books first, anything that you can get your hands on. Maybe you're not a hands-on type of uh, learner, but you can always download Audible or some other form of education to start learning that because we need to understand that as a community of women, we can empower ourselves to create anything. We can be, have, or do anything that we set our minds to. And we really need to grasp that idea because there's a lot of outside influences that come into starting a business and people who are in the industry that tell you, oh no, you can't do this or you can't do that. And they really just don't have that full, complete understanding of how the mind works and what we are capable of. Um, mm -hmm. I really want to make sure that all of your audience, all of our audience together understands that you can be, have, or do anything that you set your mind to. The only limits that we place or that we have is the limits that we place on ourselves. And so mm -hmm. understanding that as a foundation, as a, a framework it will totally change your perspective and allow you to pivot when you're in a situation that seems overwhelming. And so whenever mm -hmm. I'm dealing with a very problematic situation, I do three things in order to pivot. So number one, I take a step back. Number two, I get perspective. Number three, I take control. And so what this means is when I'm, in fact, right before this live today, I just had something thrown my way right now <laughs> in a meeting and I needed to take a step back because it's a very drastic step for our company. And it's something that we need to do to lay down the foundation for our tech company. And it's going to take a lot of hours, a lot of time, a lot of energy and money in order to, to take this next step. And mm. I know that we'll find our way through it, but I had to go back through these three things once again, even after having two eight figure businesses that are operating on their own, you still need to implement these ideas and go back to the foundation. So number one, I take a, a complete step back away from whatever's going on, because if we're trying to tackle a solution to a problem, when we're in the thick of it, when we're in all of the kind of the chaos and the turmoil, we're not going to have that clarity of vision and mentality to be able to provide the proper solution to it. So always take a step back. That can mean for 20 minutes, either go meditate, um, mm -hmm. exercise, do something that completely takes your attention away from the situation. And if you don't have 20 minutes, then you're actually gonna put this step last and you're gonna use the other two first. So step two is to get perspective. We need mm -hmm. to take a step back and say, hey, okay, what's the worst case scenario that can happen in this situation if I don't address this right here, right now. So taking perspective, understanding what the challenges are and you know the worst case scenario, it usually brings things back into control. And that takes mm -hmm. us on to step three, which is take control of the situation. So we need to understand, maybe I don't know how to do everything, but what do I know how to accomplish at this point? What actions can I take right now, even though I can't get to my end goal tomorrow? What steps can I take right now to get me on that path in that direction. I love that. Thank you so much. And I love that you broke it down into steps. Like I, I think everybody loves steps are just so much, there's just guidance. People need guidance. And then from there you can do the plugin of knowing what, what's right for you. I want to go backwards just a little bit on something that you said, because I think during the, during the journey of building, cause I always, I, I believe that, and I'm sure you maybe agree or disagree. I'll, I'll find out in a second that we build ourselves, we create who we are today. And it's, it's our job to either course correct and know that there's an opportunity to become better and to grow more and to be whoever you want to be. Or we can just, you know, like, stay complacent, and stay the same, but you've still built yourself into complacency, or you've built yourself into greatness. And when you're in this journey of building whatever woman you want to build yourself into, how do you know, because you talked about reading books. I know during my journey of building myself, there was a lot of misinformation that I had to unlearn. 
Is there maybe like a, a, a form of guidance or something you could give to the audience of knowing that you're actually gaining the right information when you're trying to find resources from the right people? Absolutely. So Tanya, this has taken me like nine years to really, really learn myself, but I finally feel confident enough to tell you and to tell everybody here, you all have an internal guidance system that's taking you the right direction, but we mm -hmm. have to learn the real learning process is seeing, okay, what is my internal guidance system telling me in what direction are they taking me? on this path. So for instance, if I'm reading something and something's just not resonating, I have more questions, which is great. You should always have more questions. But if something just isn't sitting right, I will ask myself, like, what part of this God energy, whatever it is that you believe in the higher power, direct me, guide me on the right path to understand more about this or what part is not sitting well. And usually mm -hmm. when something is not sitting well, there is a reason for it. And either that it is the miscommunication, I'll say, or misunderstanding of the information, or I need to go deeper and understand something on a, on a different level. So I would say, first and foremost, you all have an internal guidance system. You need to listen to that. If you have a feeling inside that's saying, hey, something's not right here, or I need to know more, or this just isn't clicking, then search for other sources too. Start really investigating that information and ask your internal guidance system to lead you on that path because all of a sudden you will have, you'll state a question and then the right book just comes into your life the next day. And actually this just recently happened where I was asking myself the same thing. I was saying, okay, I need to go into, I, I really wanna go into five different businesses at this point. So I wanna segue from two to five. But in order to do that, it's going to take more time and energy. And so I'm like, okay, how can I really commit myself to these five new businesses, be here, be present, but be able to do all five at the same time? And so I started reading this book, Who Not How. And this book is absolutely amazing. It's really wow. teaching me how to get that team, that team together to help facilitate each business. Mm. I love, thank you. And thank you for sharing. The biggest thing is we want to give as much resources to uh, anybody watching as possible. So I really appreciate that you're doing that. Another thing is, uh, you know, I'm pulling, peeling back the layers too, because not everybody's going to be fully connected to their intuition. I know for me, it took a long time because I was always constantly numbing myself because of all the pain that I didn't have the right tools to help me process my pain and I would numb myself and I would hurt myself and I became more disconnected from my spirit and the intuition wasn't there. That's, I, I do believe intuition is almost like a muscle on its own. We need to practice it. The more we practice it, the more we listen to it, the stronger that voice becomes because sometimes we have multiple voices in our head, you know? Um, do you have a tool that, that you use or that you've used or have you always been super intuitive? No. So um, I wouldn't say I've always been super intuitive. In fact, I did not trust myself along the process in a lot of different ways. Um, I really excelled at school and excelled at listening to other people. But as far as trusting myself and making that decision, it took about nine years to really start mm -hmm. to learn that. So in order to cut that time frame down, I would say definitely leverage the knowledge and information that the people in your field already have. Because there are people like yourself, Tanya, that have gone through so much in the mindset and the overall well-being industry that you have so much knowledge to give people to help mm -hmm. cut that time frame down from nine years into one year and really help people to understand that their guidance system is there for a reason and help them become more intuitive in the process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what, what was it specifically? I know... You know, because the asking for resources, um, I was listening to uh, an audible. I like to listen to audibles in the morning, but I heard something like the law of success I was listening to. And um, he was saying that, you know, you, you go into something like childlike and like as if you don't know anything. If you go into a room of other entrepreneurs or business owners or people that you aspire to be their knowledge, as you were talking about. And you go in there childlike with an open mind, but then after some time, you then 
remove yourself to tap more into that version of yourself because because this, the inspiration from my understanding comes from in spirit which is inside of us and the motivation is more external from like other people places things events um what is it what's another thing that you've done because you said it's taken you like nine years to tap into that do you have daily practices or rituals that are like non-negotiables to keep you operating the way that you're operating you know, I definitely meditate on a daily basis, but my version of meditation may be very different from other people's version, right? So a lot of people, when they hear meditation, they think you sit in a quiet room, you just breathe, you quiet your mind, and all of those things are great. They are wonderful. For me, that wasn't so helpful. It's not something, <laughs> my mind goes in, you know, a million different directions. Like, I'm like that squirrel that's, you know, here and there everywhere, right? So for me, I needed to have like a guided meditation at first, something that could, so I would look for a specific meditation based on the goal that I want to achieve. So maybe that was to allow more abundance to come into my life, to allow more spiritual well-being, um, to create a calm, relaxed, whatever it is that the person that I wanted to create, I would go in and look for a guided meditation that would help me get to that level. And I would take about 20 minutes because when you're an entrepreneur, when you're starting a business, you really don't have a lot of extra time, but you do create time too. So everything that you make a priority will come back and serve you. So first thing in the morning, I do like to meditate. I take those 20 minutes, no kids, no husband, no phone, just me <laughs> and myself. And we sit there and, and I meditate and I really try to get into the best mindset because here's the thing when you get yourself into the right mindset in the morning you will be amazed at how things are thrown at you during the day but you have a completely different response to them number yes. one number two they solve themselves so the problems will start to solve themselves when you have the right mindset so when we come into things and and i will know right away towards probably 12 or one o'clock in the afternoon, I'll say, okay, I didn't meditate today and look at how my day's going. You know, I have 50 things being thrown this way and I'm snippy and everything else. And so I will even then, even if it's one o'clock say, okay, let's cut the luncheon in, in half and let's go and meditate for a little while so we can get back into that right space and be able to lead your team. Because when you are the, the leader, the CEO, the owner, whatever term you want to call it, you're responsible for guiding this team to the right place. If you are frazzled and not in the right mindset, they will pick up on that. Mm -hmm. Even if they're used to working with you on a day-to-day -day basis, it can be something as small as your, your hand gestures, your body language. People can read all of that. And if that's not centered and whole and ready to take on the day, it's going to be very noticeable to everybody you talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that you're emphasizing meditation. And uh, one thing that I learned when the meditation, I, I got into meditation with yoga actually, cause I couldn't even meditate when I first started. I was like, eh, it's not for me. Yoga is not for me. I'm too like active. Yes. And if you're more active, you guys like for ladies, you need, that means you need it. Like, 10 times 10. <laughs> Absolutely. So, like when I first got into my yoga practice, the meditation, like towards the end, the Shavasana, what I learned was like meditation, for those of you who know nothing about it and the placement prayers, when you speak to God or the universe or whatever your beliefs are, whatever the word is, your energy and meditation is when God speaks to you. It's when you get your downloads, your information, just like Jackie's talking about your greatest insight, that calm. So when the storm comes, like you're okay. Absolutely. Then you know how to handle it. And I think everybody does have their different form. I would love to learn more about what did you say? What was the name of that type of meditation? Um, well, the Shavasana is the end part of yoga. Like when you get into a yoga practice and there's, you know, everybody thinks like yoga is just like one way yoga. If you're a very active person, which Fitness is, I know you sent me the voice when you're like, I'm working out right now. So I know fitness is also one of your non-negotiables. You're, you know, you're very healthy. You take care of yourself, which is such a huge component of being mentally strong, which I'm going to get into in just a second. But to answer your question, Shavasana is like the end space of being um, in a form of meditation, but it's after you've taken the body. It's like you're, you're getting energy out of the body. So you could just 
calm the mind down because something you talked about earlier was everybody thinks like when you get into meditation, it's just going to be like peace. It's, it's actually when the most, all your thoughts come to the surface because like the mind doesn't quiet on its own. It's, it's being able to sit still through the thoughts. So it's, it's a practice of being learning how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that's really what the lesson is around it, which is if you're operating, you know, major businesses and you have a lot of responsibility and you're a strong leader like yourself and everybody's looking to you for support and you have all these people you have to support, you know, you have to be like on point every single day. Absolutely. And even like you said, the, the exercise for me, when you were saying, get all the energy out of your body so that you can quiet your mind and really reap the benefits of meditation, that is the purpose of exercise for me. I want to get all of this extra energy that's going on that's you know in my mind, my body. And for me, I feel energy. So like if I hear a business idea or something, I will literally feel it in my calves where, you know, that tingly (laughs) sensation where you, when your, your feet fall asleep and it's kind of tingly and it's uncomfortable, I will actually start feeling that in different parts of my body based on, Mm. and that's just how my body responds to the energy. So in order to be able to effectively Mm. manage that situation or address the, the business concept or idea or whatever it is, I need to get out and run or I need to get out and lift weights or do something that's really going to allow that energy to leave. So then I can address it uh, with the right mindset. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's true. I mean, if if you break down the point of the body, the mind, the spirit and, and, and how it works is our body is really our subconscious. That's, I mean, get about to get deep with you. That's how I was like, I knew there was something about you. This book, I'm going to share a resource with you guys. This book is amazing. This book is literally all about the complete dictionary of ailments and disease. And it's a comprehensive dictionary of dealing with conflicted thoughts, feelings, and emotions and getting to the root of it. And this practically says that our body is our subconscious. And the more connected you become through your meditation and your workouts and how you fuel yourself with your food has a huge impact on operating at higher levels of consciousness, which is a huge part. And, and I'm so, and I love interviewing just, I mean, I love this whole conversation because I, I feel like it needs to be had more is the higher levels of consciousness that you operate in, the more successful you're going to be in business and your life and your relationships and just thriving. Absolutely. And even on a little bit deeper Um, level, I truly believe that we have the power to heal our bodies like that book was was stating on there of any type of ailment. I really believe and some people take a holistic approach with oils and and I think that is great. I think anything can help if we're, you know, smelling natural essences and oils to help calm ourselves. And on top of that, I also believe we have the power through visualization through meditation, through moving our bodies, fueling our bodies, like you said, to heal anything that is out of whack or not going right. Um, But that definitely does take somebody being in their intuition and understanding their body, understanding their mindset. And that's why that foundation that we talked about with Mm -hmm. reading books and understanding the mindset and and how the mind works is so important because it's not just for the business platform. It's for your personal life. It's for your, your spiritual well-being, you know, physical well-being. It all comes full circle and it all comes together. So it's super, super important to maintain that connection with yourself and understand each level. And if we don't understand and start to learn from the people like yourself who can help educate people on how to understand their mind. Mm. Um, I, I, there's just so many things. Oh my gosh, so many questions I want to talk to you, with you about. But I want to also keep it on point. Um, besides, okay, so we got the exercise, we've got the meditation, the reading, you spoke about visualization. Um, Would you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So, and something that's um, near and dear to my heart, that's personal 
uh, we just went through, my husband and I, through a situation where there was a possible diagnosis of our daughter. And we were sitting there going back and forth because it just didn't make any sense. Things didn't line up. It just, you know, things were not, they weren't making sense, but yet there were symptoms and signs that were telling us that she could have a problem later on. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we started going down, looking at all of these things on the internet, looking at all of these different sources. And it was telling us, oh my goodness, this is trouble, this is trouble. And we decided, you know what, we're going to come off of the internet for a second. We're going to listen to ourselves, listen to our inner guidance system, approach the situation from a little bit different direction. And like I talked uh, before, where we step back is step number one. Step number two, get perspective of the situation. So see what's the worst case scenario and then take control and take action on what we do know. And the one thing that we did know in that, at that time was visualization and how to mm -hmm. visualize the outcome that we want and what we see as far as our daughter being healthy and whole and given a perfect body, a perfect vessel. And it's amazing, Tanya, how over the last, I would say 45 days or so, everything has been completely reversed in everything that we were seeing on a checklist of 10 items to look for in her physical well-being was telling us that this was going to be a significant problem down mm -hmm. the line and within 45 days and i this is what i did i went and i meditated every single day for 20 minutes wow. and i visualized her body being whole being perfect running around just happy <sighs> And literally 45 days later, and we had a specialist and a doctor come in yesterday. It was yesterday afternoon. And she said, Jackie, I don't see any signs of this. Like, you don't need to be worried about this. She's developing perfectly. She's healthy. And it completely changed my life, you know? So it just goes to show you nine years down, down the path of business and all of these other things, you can be thrown out of whack yeah. over here and then utilize those same tips, that same foundation of visualization, and it can change your life. That's beautiful. That's I was at a Dr. Joe Dispenza's event uh, in January. That was my gift to myself for my birthday. <laughs> Amazing. And that was, and that's all he was saying. I mean, people were literally getting out of their wheelchairs and had terminal illnesses, and went, you know, were on stage sharing their story of reversing from turmeric cancers and nothing helping them they lost their business they lost everything from these diseases and came back to the root cause of it on you know how our subconscious and our mind and our thoughts and you know the power of the meditation the visualization and we spend so much time focusing on what's not right and instead of the possibilities of what we want to create. And I'm so happy that, you know, number one, your daughter's doing amazing now. Like that makes my heart happy. I'm so happy for you. And, um, and it could be possible for everybody. Hey, um, it's Tanya. I'm calling a quick timeout intermission huddle. So bring it in. I'm personally inviting you to our inner circle. It's our monthly VIP meet up with other achievers just like us. Each week, I'm teaching everything you're going to need in order to be successful to step into the most elite version of yourself. I'm going to break this down play by play, the tools, the systems, the strategies, everything you're going to need in order to operate at higher levels mentally, physically, emotionally, and energetically. Look, we're in a season where the idea of full potential just isn't cutting it anymore. It's time to really be it now. So Click the link in the show notes and I'll see you in the inner circle. Peace. Um, my question on this, you said 45 days. Now, a lot of people are very impatient and after probably day 10, they'd quit. Do you have any mindset tips for just like when you were going through everything where you're just like, I don't like, we're just going to keep doing this. We're going to keep doing this, like letting go of the time frame and just committing so number one, my biggest fear in life is staying complacent. My biggest fear is staying in the same place and not growing. And that outweighs my mm. fears of going out and trying it and failing, 
right? Because failing is, and failing, I really don't believe in that word, but if it's, if failing to everybody else means not getting that desired outcome in a certain amount of time, I am more fearful about staying in the same place and not trying at all because you hear about all these people that, you know, they are on their deathbed. They are going on transitioning into the next chapter of their lives. And they say, I, my biggest regret is not going out there and trying in the first place. I have so many ideas. I forget what the, um, the actual saying is that at the grave, there's just so many ideas and beautiful things that never came to fruition because people didn't try in the first place. So we mm -hmm. absolutely have to try at first, but in order to keep going, you have to have a why. You have to have something that means so much to you that the thought of not getting it and not achieving it scares you more than continuing with the action, whatever it is. And when you find that why, it will propel you to all new levels. So as soon as you come up against a situation where you're like, I don't know how to handle this. I've never been in this situation. I may not have the resources in order to combat it. Then we have to come back to, okay, well, why am I in this place right now? What is it that I'm working towards? And for me, I actually, just for perspective, um, perspective's sake, I thought this was gonna take a two year, two to three year process to find out about the diagnosis of my daughter, because it's something that you have to see, you know, progressive yeah. over time. And so I was like, okay, I've got to gear up mentally for a two to three year process. And mm. that is not easy to do. So to find this out in 45 days, it completely was like, wow, this is so, so fast for me. But we do need to get that, that time frame under control first, and then just keep working towards it every single day and have that why to remind you of why you're putting those action steps forward. Yeah, was it, and, and I also, you mentioned it like indirectly, but the power of, um, you know, collaboration, you know, cause you said you mentioned you and your husband had done it together, correct? Or was it just you doing the visualization? So we both are working on it. He has his, we operate on completely different levels. <laughs> so he's the go, 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 get it done, get it done. Let's do it now, do it now. And although I move pretty quickly, I'm like, okay, let's digest all of this. Let's get to the right place. And so he has his version of meditation um, that's amazing for him. And he incorporates a lot of the working out. He has quite a few mentors that help him, that help to guide him, uh, teach him. And he does well in that. He's an extrovert. I'm an introvert. So I would prefer to read my books and learn from people on the back end where he wants to talk to everybody. So his visualization is more, okay, let's talk about this idea. Let's get all of this together. Whereas my form of visualization is all between my two ears. So it's what I like to see in, in my mind. And so that's why I really want to encourage whatever personality type that you are, there is a form of visualization. There is a form of meditation. There is a form of everything to fit you and your mm -hmm. lifestyle. You just yeah. need to find it. If sitting there and, you know, meditating in this format where you're just breathing, isn't doing it for you, that's okay. Just find another method. Say, okay, I want a a guided meditation, or I want a type of meditation where we talk. I talk to somebody else, but we're only talking about this topic and what mm -hmm. we want to visualize. There's something for everybody. Yeah. I, I love that you said that. And I, and I noticed that that's another reason why um, a lot of people quit, including myself. Like I used to quit all the time. I never accomplished anything for so many years because I would get so frustrated and discouraged and discouragement is one of the most dangerous emotional states to be in for too long because it's a space where the mind just says, F it, yes. F it. I'm not going to do it anymore because what's the point of trying when I'm never even going to accomplish or achieve anything. And, you know, just because the path that you're on isn't for you, what Jackie's saying is get on another path but just don't quit on yourself because there's going to be a path for you and you'll know when you're on it. So Absolutely. I, I love and that you emphasize that. And when you come up against a situation, like I'm in, in another situation with the trucking side right now, where I have literally beaten down this goal with a hammer. Like I have tried to go after this time after time after time. I spent about six hours yesterday and my husband can tell you at the end of the day, I was just beat. I was like, this yeah. is just not going to happen. They were telling me that I was too efficient with my process and they couldn't help me any further with expanding on it because I did it at a time that was too early. So I said, you know what? 
I need to leverage this book that I was showing you the who, not how, and yeah. I need to find somebody, collaborate with somebody like you mentioned, Tanya, to get to this goal. I'm trying to do everything myself. And I felt so discouraged yesterday mm -hmm. again. And I said, no, 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 I just don't have the right person attacking this problem. So I need mm -hmm. to leverage the resources and the knowledge and the people who do know how to do this instead of trying to do everything myself. And that really becomes important as you're launching the business, but also as you're scaling your business and in your personal life as well. If there's something around the house, let's say, you know, you're a business person and you may not have as much time to clean the house or do something with, with the family. At that point, you need to leverage other people to come in and help you achieve your goals instead of taking the weight on your shoulders. It's super important. Yeah. I, I noticed this. I mean, Oh yes, we do answer people's questions. So if you guys have questions on here, we're going to answer them in just a little bit. But if you have a question you want to, you know, ask, absolutely. Like this is a very interactive, this is for you guys. So um, you mentioned, or let me ask you this, something I've noticed, but I don't know if you've noticed this as well, is I, I noticed that women like coaching people, I notice women, I have to literally reach out to them all the time. My female clients, and the men have no problem just like asking for as much support as, as possible. But women, for whatever reason, feel like they need to take everything on their own. Absolutely. So as women, we internalize everything that we go through too. I think from a young age, we are taught that whatever problems that we do have, it's not ladylike or whatever term you want to call it to go out there and tell everybody about your problems. So a lot of times, especially for me, I grew up, just, and it wasn't even my family background. It was just me personally being an introvert. Whenever I deal with a problem, the last thing I do before now is to go out and try to, to ask people for help. And so I had to retrain myself into saying, look, there are certain things that we don't know or that there's other people that have a faster process of getting to, and we need to be open to that. We need to be open with asking for help, asking for guidance mm -hmm. and saying, Hey, I've come to a point in my business where I'm, I'm, I'm stalling, you know, I'm, I'm plateauing and I need to pivot somehow and get out of this situation. Can you help me? And it seems like that's always the, the problem to get started, you know, but as soon as we overcome that hill and we learn to embrace one another as a community of women who are all coming from different places and different platforms, oh my goodness, the amount of help that we can, we can provide for each other is just immeasurable. Yeah, and it's definitely, somebody mentioned something on shame and then somebody else mentioned about like, even judging yourself, I hate that about myself. Like, you just have to acknowledge it and be honest. And then, um, did you ever struggle with that? Did you ever struggle with during your journey um, asking for support and how did you overcome that? What did you do to be like, I'm going to ask for support? <laughs> Absolutely. And for me, where it came from was a fear of rejection, right? So if I go to somebody and I ask them for help and they tell me no, oh my gosh, the thought of that is like, I'm, I'm being rejected all over yeah. again. And so we really have to overcome that the way that I overcome any of those types of fears is to just go out and do it more. I know as soon as I'm uncomfortable with something, then that's a sign that I need to do it a hundred times over. Because as soon as I accomplish or master whatever that fear is, then I know I become so much more powerful in every other area mm. of my life. So that when that situation comes up, I've been there, done that 10, 20, a hundred times. I now know how to handle it. Uh, that really first came about with exercise too. I could mm -hmm. not run. I had a major fear of running from when I was very young because I grew up very overweight. And so I had a, um, an eating problem and I really needed to learn more about my body and how it functioned. But I had some, some traumatic instances with running to where I was completely afraid to even try it or do it you know, anything that had to do with that. And so I started to say, okay, let me run a quarter of a mile and just see. And then that's all I have to do for today. Then tomorrow, let me run, you know, a half a mile. And I started building up from that place, but it was so uncomfortable in the beginning, just getting over that hump. And then I, I worked my way up to running four miles at one point in, in a pretty good amount of time, which was 
for me, I was ecstatic, you know, because <laughs> I took something that was such a big fear and turned it into something that was easy, you know, but that's the course and the foundation for everything that we have to do. We've got to take whatever it is that we feel uncomfortable about and say, okay, this is a sign. I got to do more about this. Got to tackle this one. I love that. And, and I, and it, gosh, it's so, you are dropping so many diamonds on us today. I love it. Thank you. It's you guys, it's like taking the big things and, you know, like Jackie's saying is what can I do today and executing on it? You have, I think the, I mean, you've been sharing so many things, but the biggest thing you keep emphasizing is do it. You have to execute you, you visualize, but then you execute you, you have to do something about it. And another um, viewer had asked about like that they haven't been able to make their first dollar and that they're ashamed of it. And I know a lot of women have a negative relationship, like you're talking about negative relationship about the body. And that's something you and I can probably talk about on another time. I have very similar uh, things with like binge eating, being 60 pounds overweight. And so there's a whole different shame, body shaming. But what about money shaming? What about the shame around the relationship of making money um, did you ever struggle with that? Or do you have any advice for women on a the relationship with money? Absolutely. So I was blessed to be in an environment where my mom was an entrepreneur in her own right. She was a business owner, but she mm -hmm. was launched into that space. She was a single mom of five kids. She did an amazing job. She had three to four jobs at one point in different businesses to give us a lifestyle that was just amazing. So she worked uh, really hard at that and really setting that foundation. And she explained to me that money is not the source of evil. Money is not evil itself. It's what you do with money that matters. And you really have to understand that money is a tool. Money is mm -hmm. not a happy place. It's not a sense of security because even when you get to a certain level of achieving financial freedom, then there's that thought of, well, I have to maintain this. I have to keep this going. So money is not that sense of security. You are your own sense of security and your own sense of happiness. Money is merely a tool. And there are people out there that use money for extremely good purposes. And then there's other people that use money for other purposes that are not so positive. So really understanding like, what is this piece of paper? What is this thing? Thing in my bank account? Is it going to take me to this place that I want to be in? Or is it merely a tool to help me achieve my goals was a mindset shift that I had to tap into to fully understand what it was I was going after. I could care less about a, a green piece of paper. I care mm -hmm. about being able to have the freedom of the time to spend with my family and understanding that correlation between this is what gets me to this goal and this outcome is what helped climb over that path of, well, you shouldn't want too much money, Jackie. You shouldn't want to achieve such high goals, Jackie. You know, we, I really did need to overcome that. Wow. And, and what, how did you overcome that? Just knowing that it was a tool and a resource and is it something you had to consistently remind yourself of? Cause I, I mean, it's such a big, big thing of money shame. Um, and I've noticed heavily for women and we grow up where, you know, we shouldn't have to worry about money and that's responsibility that we put on the man. And, but there's a sense of empowerment when number one, if you do something collectively with a partner, you know, when you find your partner, the right partner. Um, but first, as you're building yourself as an independent woman and you don't have a partner, what advice would you give to maybe like a young female watching or, a, you know, the power of, I guess, um, you know, having your own financial independence as well. Absolutely. So you just said so many things that I, my, my <laughs> squirrel mentality went crazy again, because there's so many things I want to elaborate on. Um, but first and foremost, I came from a very powerless situation mm -hmm. and being in that state of really being down and not having that power and, and not knowing where my future was going to go and really, um, being in, in habits that were not positive for, for my life, I had to come from that place and say, okay, this is going to lead to a very bad outcome if I continue down 
this path. And I, I don't want to continue down this way because it won't be positive for anybody. So I need to regain that power and I have to start with myself. So to mm -hmm. answer your question, constant education, I'm still even at the place that we're at right now, educating myself on a daily basis, surrounding myself where I am the small fish in the bigger pond. Mm -hmm. I do not ever like to be the big fish in the small pond because then I'm not growing and expanding on my mindset. Now, as far as finding a partner, when I uh, first met my husband, who was my boyfriend back then, I was 19 years old and I knew exactly where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. He did not at that time. He didn't have a, he was working really hard, doing everything, but he really didn't have that place to go to that says, yes, this is my end goal. So naturally as women, we try to fix men. We try to say, okay, you need to do this with your life. You need to do this, this, and that. And I said to myself at that time, I don't have time for that. I need to grow this person right here and be the, um, the other amazing half. A lot of times as women, we want to have this perfect man that fits all of this criteria on a piece of paper in order to be happy. And we're constantly looking at the man to fulfill us instead of working on being that that other half, that partner that is amazing and attractive in and of ourselves. So I said, you know what? I understand, you know, you're going through something right now. I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. However, I'm building me. And so I'm going to school. Mm. I'm starting the business. I'm focusing on my mentality and where I want to go. And then hopefully we meet each other at that same point. And that's exactly what happened. He saw me and he was like, wow, okay, well, she's going, she's not stopping. I can't stop her. So I better get on the bandwagon. I better and step her. it up. Exactly. Yeah. And that, and that's what he did. And now, I mean, he far exceeds my checklist of everything that I want in life. I've been so blessed with an amazing partner. And that's what we do on a day-to-day -day -day basis though, is say, hey, I'm here to support you. These are my goals and the things that I'm working on. And we keep those separate. But if you need any help, let me help you. Let me support you. Let me see how I can so powerful. try to help in that situation. Yeah, I love, I love hearing this because it's like, it's one thing as an individual, but it seems like, well, from social media, I did meet you guys. I don't know if you remember, I did meet you in person at Thrive. Yes. So, yes, yes. <laughs> but I think it's so important when you like, because you guys are a power couple at the same time, but you know, you guys have to understand power couples are two holes coming together to complement. So in the meantime, as you're working on you, as you're building you, like, like be that other half, like Jackie's saying, build yourself up and don't be afraid that that other person's going to go somewhere else. Cause if they do, they're not for you. And if they are, they're going to level up their game and you guys are going to be able to complement each other. And I think that's what it's about. Cause you're wasting time if you settle. Absolutely. And it's always a work in progress. There isn't this perfect state that you get to where it's like, okay, there's no more work that needs to be done. A relationship, one that's growing together and changing together always needs work, but that work is, is so much fun in the process. You know, it's not this mm -hmm. lo laborious, like, oh my gosh, this is so draining. It's a fun experience to change together. Now, sometimes we have to reroute and say, okay, you have this going on. I have this going on. How can we make this fit together? And we'll take our date night or whatever to, to get that into perspective. But there is an element of work that continues to be a part of that process. And once you understand that, I think it changes the framework for single women when they're out there looking for men. Don't look for somebody that yeah. fits all of this criteria on a sheet. Look for the characteristics, the morals, the foundation of this person, because we grew, you know, amazing together. We did it at the mm -hmm. same time. I was just a young girl. Like I said, I was 19 years old. I'm 29 now. And it's been a work in progress. You know, we started with nothing, both of us. We didn't have mm -hmm. the mindset. We didn't have the resources financially. I was still going to school with a amount of, of debt, you know, school debt and everything. But we decided to start on this journey together. And they're just understanding that there's always rerouting, always adapting but as long as you find somebody that understands that's willing to work on that same path with you you guys are unstoppable that's all that mm -hmm. matters and okay so another question that we've been getting asked a lot on the other uh minding my business is about friendships 
And the, uh, there's a, a segment where about probably like month two when I'm coaching somebody and you've done a lot of work yourself, so I'm sure you can agree on this, where you start to really evaluate your inner circle as your soul craves that next level of elevation, kind of like our phone upgrade, like our soul needs an upgrade, our life needs an upgrade, our friends need an upgrade. What advice or what maybe experience have you gone through or continue to go? Because I don't, you know, you mentioned earlier, it doesn't ever end. Um, of that phase when it comes to friendships. Yeah. And there, there are certain periods of your life where you have to, like you said, reevaluate who's in that circle and Mm -hmm. start to clean up that circle and understand what does this, does the interaction with this person give to me? Do I leave this interaction with this person that's in my inner circle on a drained level or on an empowered level whenever we leave the, the situation, mm-hmm. the conversation. And that really has shifted my understanding of who's in that inner circle on a day-to-day basis. So if I call a certain person or I talk to somebody and afterwards I'm just like, oh man, life is just horrible and there's this going on, that's not going to be the right person for my circle. And for my husband and I, we tend to surround ourselves with quite a few individuals, um, you know, over the years. And we had to do a very clean sweep in that Mm -hmm. circle to see who's benefiting, who's not benefiting, who understands the goal and vision. And they don't even have to agree with us, but at least provide that support to Mm -hmm. that grander uh, vision and goal for our family, for our business, for everything. And that might be really difficult to clean up some of those people in the area because they can be close to home. You know, we're talking about family members here. We're talking about friends that, you know, for decades, they can be a part of your life. And it needs, sometimes we need to clean those energies around us because it's preventing us from being able to grow. You know, who you surround yourself with, the five closest people, people say it all the time, but it's so true. That is who you, that is, you know, where you are at mentally, financially is the people that you have surrounded around. Yeah, I think it's a great point. Um, Somebody had said, I have to let go of friendships, but my soul um, crave change and I feel lonely, but I feel at peace. I've been there. Let me, let me talk on this for just a second. I have been there. It is better to be by yourself, but at peace, knowing that your soul, your heart, is calling you to a different place. Do not be scared of being alone. Being alone can be the most powerful thing in your life. And it means you're listening to your guidance system right there. Your heart and soul is telling you, I need a break from this environment. I need to find something else that lights my soul on fire. And when I see that, I'll be attracted to it and I'll go towards it. Now, in that situation, you can say, okay, Jackie, well, how long do I need to wait? How long is, is it going to be a week? Is it a day? Is it a year? We can't answer that, right? Yeah. It's for you and your soul. But the more you go after that topic of trying to understand yourself and meditating and exercising and talking to new people, the faster you will go from that place of being lonely to being surrounded by beautiful, amazing people. Yeah. And, and I honestly, like Danielle and I, and I wish she was here today, but you know, she had, she had a very important thing that she had to handle and she's, her spirit is with us today. She's like, you can take over. I was like, I got you girl. But the main <laughs> reason we, we created the mining my business was also to build relationships that we wanted to create a table. So if you don't have a table to sit at, where people aren't inviting you to their table, create your own, do start a podcast and start to reach out to women that you want to build relationship with. That's what I did with you, Jackie. I was like, there's something about you that I just, I want to connect with and I don't want to be weird or awkward and be like, Hey, you be my friends. I was like, Hey, I would love to have you. (laughs) I'm minding my business. I would love to do something productive and efficient and uh, a contribution to the world. And so if you don't, Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many ways. And Jackie was talking about um, finding mentors. Sometimes you have to pay for proximity. If you have some money saved up, go. uh, We met at the Thrive event, you know, go to um, a mastermind event, sign up for somebody and be around people that are operating at higher levels that are going to pull you up into that level. And you're going to, you're literally, you do have to pay for proximity sometimes. So. 
I just saw somebody that said, what if you are related to those people, but you need some space? This is something mm -hmm. that I've currently been dealing with um, in the last, I'd say, one year to two years. And it's been very difficult because sometimes those people in that really close circle can be doing more damage than they are good. And it's very important to draw your boundaries. So although it's difficult, it may literally shake you to your core because it did to me, but I had to have a conversation. And when I stated what those boundaries were, the reaction to the situation was well, you're just being crazy right now. Like you're, you're just, this is okay. You're just having a moment. That's fine. It, there was no understanding of that process. Mm -hmm. However, I stated what I needed to, and then I followed it up with actions. So when that person continued to call me, continued to email me, you know, all these other things, because it can be in both business and personal life, I had to choose not to answer the phone, not to answer the email. And that's so difficult for me because as a leader, you have to be accountable and responsible to everybody on the team. But when you've drawn your boundaries and you've said, okay, you now need to handle this, or I need to remove myself from this situation. And I expect you to respect those boundaries, but then they don't, you have to then completely sever that off for a while. So for me, I had somebody calling me on a day-to-day -day basis. I completely stopped answering those phone calls and I called when it was time for me to call. And they still, to this day, don't quite understand where I'm coming from, why I'm going through this, but it's for me and my mentality. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. I, I, and it's so, it's so powerful and there's so much truth behind it. Um, you have to, because you have to be selfish sometimes and being selfish is not a bad thing. It's about protecting your heart, protecting your family um, protecting your business. It's, it's the bigger goal you spoke about earlier, really knowing the depth of your why. Like, why am I doing this? It's for the bigger picture. There's a bigger target. There's a reason why you've reached the level of success that you've reached up until this point, because I'm sure you're going to continue to climb. Um, so I think that's just, that's so powerful that you, that you said that. And it, it is true. Sometimes our, our greatest, um, our greatest challenges are going to be the closest that are even blood related. And you're not obligated to anybody Absolutely. just because you're related to them. And one other thing that I wanted to leave everybody with, with understanding is you as women are the most important piece to the puzzle. A lot of times as women, we put ourselves second, third, 50th in line. Mm -hmm. And we need to understand that in order for us to service the people that are the closest to our lives that we do want in that inner circle, whether that be husband, kids, mom, business, whatever it is, we have to be healthy from here to here. So if we don't take that time to step back, get perspective, spend time on us and put ourselves first, we cannot be of greater service to everybody else in the process. So really understanding how important you are as an individual and putting yourself first will service everybody else in your life. Amen, sister. Amen. I literally was going to ask you, is there like a golden segment of information you would like to leave the audience? Actually, let's still do that. If there's one thing somebody can do today, and, I'm, and I know you gave us a three-step process or maybe you want to reiterate it, but if there's one one piece, one golden nugget to leave people watching today or those that are going to watch the replay that you feel will impact their life, um, that they can do on a day-to-day -day basis, what would that be? Really understanding that you can be, have, or do anything that you set your mind to. And it may sound simple when you hear it, but really understanding that foundation and incorporating that, saying that every single day when you wake up and every day before you go to bed, I can be, have, or do anything I set my mind to will completely shift the other elements of your life. Yes, there's going to be stress in everything that we do. We have to take a step back, get perspective, and then take control. And understanding that at the foundation is just knowing that you can be, have, or do anything. Put yourselves first in every situation, and then you will be able to service everybody else around you. It comes full circle. Everything does. You learn little bits and pieces, and it will come together. I love that. That's amazing. You have just, just poured into everybody's hearts, mind, and souls today, and we are forever grateful for your presence. So thank you so much for... 
coming on minding my business, which is all about minding business, focusing on yourself and then letting that be an extension of everything else in your life. And so grateful, so much appreciated of you. If you uh, guys have any questions, you could message me, you can message Daniela, you can message Jackie, and we'll be happy to see how we can support you in any way possible. But until then, Stay tuned every Tuesday, Minding Your Business, to help elevate your business, your mindset, and overall your life. Jackie, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure having you on today and sharing your time and your energy with me and the other people listening and tuning in today. Thank you, Tanya. I really, really appreciate it. I love to be here. I love to help other women uh, succeed and, and conquer their goals and their ambitions. So I think as a, as a collective community, we can do that together and help empower one another. So thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys. Till next time. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you hanging out with us today. If you found value in this episode, subscribe and share with your business besties. Head over to TanyaCOliver.com and claim your free thank you gift. Remember, you deserve to look, feel, and live life as your most elite self.